3: Of surgery, after this news came out yesterday, five days before the Eagles game, coach was experiencing some abdominal pain yesterday morning, went and saw the Cowboys medical staff, and they said, you have an acute case of appendicitis. Dr. Choppy, what are we looking at here?
4: Uh, I assume they did the foot test where you lay them down and you pound on their foot. (laughs) <laughs> you sit there, you like you hang it, you bang on the back of it, see if it reverberates through the body. Oh, that, that, that's what they did for me when I uh, thought I had it. They're like now, nah, you don't have it. So, what was the pain that you felt?
3: Just abdomen, like pain in the stomach, like, like gas.
4: It was probably was gas. No. I, so it, you
5: what? you you've never had your appendix taken out? No, have okay. you? Have you? Yeah, no. no, I had mine taken out. It was emergency surgery. What happened? And so mine was, I was over. It was like while Krista and I were dating, and I was over at her place, and. We'd gotten dinner and I thought I just ate something bad because I got sick, felt better. And then it was like it went from two hours between getting sick to, okay, now it's an hour. And then it got overnight to where I was throwing up every five minutes. I couldn't keep water down. And when I got into the ER, they were like, you look green. We need to put him back here right now because I was so dehydrated. And so they pushed on my stomach uh we were probably we'd probably been together for about six months oh okay
4: yeah and so they you sure were, already knew you had every ailment in the history of the That's world yeah right.
5: what sucked was this happened two weeks after like wisdom teeth surgery oh and so i was still having to like clean out everything and then in the me- middle of that they're like all right it's time for surgery but they had pushed on my stomach And then they uh, got me a CT scan, and they're like, "Yeah, this is going to rupture in probably the next eight hours. You need to go into surgery."
3: Wow! Wow. So then it got done, and then recovery and feeling after. Yeah, so that was uh, you coach an NFL game in three or four days after your surgery. So Mm -hmm. you probably
5: can. The only thing is, is that like I was in the hospital for after surgery, I was out of the hospital in less than twenty four hours. Well, but I I'm pretty sure their instructions would have said don't stand on your feet for three straight hours four (laughs) days later. Right. I'm guessing they would have said that, right? <laughs> and yeah. so, because there was like, "Hey, kind of take it easy for a little bit." You do have that incision, but I mean, this was 11 years ago, I,
4: so I, I'm actually glad that you had it already taken out because I thought coming in here that you were gonna say yesterday that you felt that you had your pen, appendicitis. Well, oh yeah, were
3: you got, what were you guys doing on the ground the other day that I walked in on?
5: Uh, he was doing some uh, chiropractor, witch doctor stuff to my neck. Okay. Um, I, I was having some neck pain, and so he was like, lay down, and then he put a towel under my neck and stretched it and was twisting it. Okay, and, He yeah. felt a pop.
4: I did he felt, felt a pop. It's so, fun to do at parties when you're hammered. What? You so know, stretch try, people. Trying to crack people's necks.
3: Uh, so McCarthy <laughs> is... <it, it> he <laughs> killed people doing that. He's <laughs> expected to rejoin the team and coach... On Sunday. That's a
5: football guy. That's a football guy right there. An Irishman. There. Yeah. That, that's
4: a tough Irish.
5: I wonder, here's here's what I don't know. I wonder, do you think he will, do you think he could, like, if he can coach, that's fine. Do you think he'll be sitting up in the booth, though, I wonder? I wonder if that would be a compromise. Like, hey, maybe don't stand for three hours, but you can go sit well, in the booth, call plays. You, you
4: got to get him the Derek Dooley stool. Yes. Yes. Just Google it. Google Derek Dooley stool. It's the craziest. Imagine Derek Stooley? McCarthy sit on a Could stool. Big money the- like a director's chair. I think it's a very pompous look, the director's chair, but I love it. <laughs> One of those megaphones. Because <laughs> we do not have,
3: uh, we do not want the system being upset with Dan Quinn. We don't want Dan Quinn no. down on the field if he's used to being up in the booth. Although, if you saw that defense against Seattle, hey, uh, Put him outside the stadium, let him try to call the plays versus having that effort again. Hey,
5: look, I mean, they, so they've run into this once before, obviously, when McCarthy went into COVID protocol in 2021. The biggest difference here, obviously, now is he's calling plays. And so it's it's a lot more that you'd have to cover for. Schottenheimer hasn't called plays all year. I can't remember if they had him. Typically, at the end of the preseason, they always like to have somebody else call plays. You remember Dak did it at one point. I can't remember if they had Schottenheimer call them as like a fail-safe in case something happened. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that would be a a pretty jarring change that they need to cover. Schottenheimer's is going to do the press conference today instead of McCarthy. Yesterday it was Dan Quinn today. It'll be oh, shot. We can't
3: have one replacement and do all the press conferences. They got to spread it out. We're alternating. I mean that,
5: look, there's a lot that you have to cover when Mike McCarthy goes down. So the Schottenheimer had to cover today. That's they're splitting
3: up the duties. Hey, where's was Dan Quinn yesterday.
0: Do You think that tough Irishman is going to miss this game? That's a big hypothetical. We'll let all that come to then. We're certainly anticipating Mike being back for the game. We'll handle it and hold it down for, uh, for practices. And, uh, uh, knowing him he'll be uh, online tonight wanting to you know go through the red zone and third down and everything else so um yeah we should expect him to be uh to be rocking you know by game day again
3: so yeah Quinn, you can have to throw bones up there cuz bones yeah. runs a lot of the practice or at least does the play by play of it he's the mike Tirico of oxnard when we're out there at training camps so he got bones you got schottenheimer twos twos, and, twos, are, up. twos, 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 twos are up twos are up, <laughs> twos are up. so You got Dan Quinn to step in there to be the head coach. Yeah, and I would
5: assume that would be how it would be broken up if he had to miss. Now, they've given zero indication. The initial press release or, or, you know, announcement from the Cowboys was like, Mike McCarthy plans to coach on. This is not just something that was brought up in the press conference. It was included in the Cowboys' release of he's not feeling so
3: well. I love Tank's quote. Shout-out to COVID here. (laughs) (laughs) It helped us learn how to adjust quickly because in 2021, I forgot (laughs) – that McCarthy missed a game at New Orleans, yeah. testing positive for COVID when Dan Quinn then took over. I've, totally forgot. I've never heard the shout-out shout to COVID, out to COVID yeah, line. Baby. I like
4: that one. I like that one. That's, that's, that's a good one. It's almost <laughs> as good as Dan Quinn's Irishman line. But uh, people are commenting Trucker come text line. Dion went out there on a stretcher. Uh, get him yeah, a Dion, lazy boy. Like, get Dion- him a lounger. Give him the booger mobile. Mobile. Remember that one? <laughs> the booger mobile. He, he's not that just a train going back the and forth. The little Zamboni. He Could was you imagine on? that? Like <laughs> <laughs> getting one of those like TV TV carts just zipping down
3: the sideline. Get him Trey Lance, a uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence. I'm sorry, Trevor Lawrence's cart.
4: Oh, the cart that uh, that that's a big. The cart gate that he refused. Apparently, he refused the cart. They had a cart. Apparently, it had gas in it. Uh, or electricity, whatever you want to say. Tough Irishman. But uh, tough Irishman. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Lawrence is, but uh, tough Irishman. Lawrence. Were
3: you uncomfortable with that stereotype? From I, I, no, it's not, it
4: brought me back to my grandfather because it's very 1950s. My grandfather used to refer to all of his friends. They all did based on where their family happened to be from. Oh, this Polish guy. Oh, this Irish guy. <laughs> Lawrence, is Italian guy.
5: Lawrence is a French name, apparently. It's derived from there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not a tough Irishman.
3: Micah Parsons on elite edge rushers not getting calls when being held. This is becoming a weekly thing, asking Micah why he can't draw any holding penalties. He said it's comical, something we should not call out anymore. We all see what's going on. They want teams to score a lot of points. That's what fans like. They like offense. They want to protect these offensive guys. We just got to adapt and get off blocks better. And he tried to be Aaron Rodgers, uncomebackable, uncomebackable, whatever Aaron Rodgers' line was that we play here on the show. Uh, Mike uncomeback with a Micah dropped the same thing with the f word in it, unfwithable. Last week against Seattle, quote, "I was putting on clinic tape." So for Bobby's question yesterday, and anyone else saying, "Look at Micah's stat sheet, where is he?" Micah said, "Don't worry, I was still putting on a clinic out there against the Seahawks." Yeah,
5: I mean he's he still played well in that game it's just they were they weren't able to finish sacks and that was something where your offensive line struggled more than seattle's did in that game but he he generates pressure that that's absolutely the case it's just lately they've they've had some trouble finishing things up anthony spencer used to generate pressure bobby you i'm not saying he's anthony spencer i saw you pause i'm just saying anthony
3: spencer used to generate pressure but like people do want to see you finish plays okay Did not come across. Complimentary. Uh, Bobby tweeted this out yesterday. NFC Pro Bowl voting leaders announced by the league. Dak, CD, Zach, Micah, Bland, and Brandon Aubrey all lead their respective positions in Pro Bowl voting. Second most votes in the NFC. Tyler Smith, Sam Williams, and who is this guy? L.S., Oh, the long, long snapper, snapper, Trent C. Oh, I was like, who is Trent C? <laughs> I had no idea. That team was... just
5: breeds long snappers. Braddis is gonna hear you disrespecting the long snapper position. He's gonna come at you. He's not gonna give you uh mushroom and chili <laughs> advice anymore. <laughs> so uh that was uh that was the Pro Bowl voting. Look, I mean, this is this is what happens whenever the Cowboys are good. The Cowboys are gonna start dominating these fan votes and everything else. And look, to be honest, I mean, those are all pretty deserving. Like I don't think we hear any of those and go like that's Zach?
3: Zach it's tough best because guard in look, the
5: NFC it's, it's tough because Zach's standard is at such a level mm-hmm. and maybe he hasn't been up to that standard but it's still pro- it's still above the standard that the rest of NFL guards have and so it's it's kind of tough to measure because you do say all right he's not been quite what he has been in the past but that's still probably at an elite
3: level
4: yeah it's like what do you do when the Hall of Famer is now just an all Pro yeah like do you look at it the same you know like yeah sure he's dropped off um but you know, like even when Brady dropped off at the very very end he was still I mean there were still times where he was like okay he can still make that throw well he maybe led not the, the last in, year he but. led the league in touchdown passes yeah.
3: in Tampa that first year
4: yeah I mean so like it's I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look at uh, Zach's PFF,
3: PFF by the way while you looked that up highest graded offensive tackles for the season
4: Tyron Smith is second
3: Penay Sewell first then Tyron. Barely over Darisau in Minnesota, then Trent Brown, then Trent Williams.
5: Yeah. Panay Sewell, that would have been your Tyron Smith replacement. You wouldn't have had Micah Parsons if he would have slid to you. That's the guy that they were in love with that year that they took Micah. But uh, no, Tyron's been good this year. Uh, he's Last game was not great for him. Seattle did give him trouble last game. I'll, I'll say this. I, I, I'm not going to kill him for a bit of a rough game because... Like we talked about this offseason, I like I didn't think he could play at this level anymore. Right, and so he deserves a ton of credit for bouncing back the way he has. He's, you know, the Cowboys, McCarthy, they all deserve a ton of credit for finding a practice schedule that's kept him healthy. And so, yeah, you're you're getting the absolute most out of him. And you know, we had all felt like, all right, this is Tyron's last year. We got a question the other day on Love of the Star where it was like, hey, would you consider running it back with Tyron next year? And it's like, look, if you can keep him healthy, if you find something that works. And Tyron still wants to play. If he's playing at this level, you absolutely have to consider it.
4: This is what an amazing, what an amazing player. Zach's PFF grade since 2014. 80, I'll just round out. Round 86, 86, 90, 89, 80, 88, 91, 93. And in the last two years, 73 and 72. So even at, even shouldn't where... Have, shouldn't have paid him. Yeah, even <laughs> in his 10th year, uh, he is still a 72 it's fantastic. I mean, it really, really is. And then his penalty numbers are even stupider. Oh, he went. I think it was stupider.
5: He went. Word? I think he went three years at one point without a holding call. Like, I mean, he is he is ridiculous. But I mean, like you say that the the step down there has been noticeable recently. I, I don't think he's. He's he's still one of the top offensive linemen in the game but it's it's he's clearly not the mauler that he once was.
3: Yesterday, uh former Jets coach Eric Mangini took note of this show when they were replaying, I guess one of our uh interview questions to
4: Jerry Jones. It was your follow up, I think. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out exactly which one it was. Um So, we asked I we asked about San Francisco like pulling away. I asked that and then you come in with the um, isn't it clear like we're all basically playing for second place? Right. Yeah. And then Jerry's like, clear to you, not clear to
3: me. Right. And Eric Mangini was very, very surprised and taken aback on FS1.
2: Who's that dude asking Jerry Jones questions?
3: Oh, I used to work with him. Huh. Sean Cherie. How are you going to clown
2: the owner of the Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> <was a> great, <laughs> hey, it's right. obvious your team's not a good <laughs> one. However, I think, was, I think
5: I'm guessing it was, what would you say to the people who say? And then we
3: click uh, the other yeah, the narrative. That's nice. like, F- I used to radio with him.
5: Well, so, look at that! Thirteen years later, he's still correct in the way you ask questions. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so there you go. Uh, we asked the tough questions, Eric. Eric Mangini. Eric, taken aback uh, that we would uh, we would tell Jerry that you're clearly behind San Fran. I don't think it's that crazy. Uh, no. The, the, what was crazy was Jerry's response of yes. That's, clear that's to clear you, that's, you. that's clear to you. No, it's clear to Ray Charles. Yeah,
5: listen uh Eric Manglazer like we'll uh we'll we'll interview Jerry the way that we interview Jerry and okay. Yeah. What's yeah. the reference? Bennett Glazer and he doesn't like oh, how Oh
3: stop I... it. <laughs> we don't need to do a random you're gonna Bennett, Bennett Glazer. You're going to get me kicked
4: out of the, <laughs> of the Detroit the game.
5: That's the end game. It's just for you to lose your privileges. That that's what I've looked for. But the the Mangini like what, what is the uh, the the confidence with which they all have like, like they hate whenever we speculate on how they need to coach or whatever else. I do love the confidence from all these guys. Like what what a silly question. And then whenever I hear like somebody like Mangini or Rex Ryan do an interview, I'm like, what are you even asking these guys right now?
3: When they ask something, yeah.
5: Whenever they're like part of like setting up, it's it's. I just think it's funny.
3: Live on the fan cam, live on Twitch, and live on YouTube. So. Will Mike McCarthy be on tomorrow at 6.30 in the morning? Don't think so. That's my guess. Yeah.
5: Although, look, I mean, if he really wants to show tough Irishman, he'll, he'll be there. Yeah. That's right. As we're live from the firehouse in Wiley. That's right. Last
3: firehouse tour for a while.
5: Yep, it's so, going to be going away. Wiley, it's fire station number four, 3200 McMillan Road. So we will have uh, beanies and Texas Day Brazil and everything else. And it'll be your, your chance. If you are east of Dallas, uh, this is your chance to, to come out and see us.
3: Are Luca and Dak going to win MVPs in the same exact year? Wait till you see what the odds are for this, especially after Headband Luca.
4: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
3: Last night, Luke, Luka, and Dak MVPs next. For Doncic, is 10th of the game. Oh, yes. yes. And there's yes. a Yes. He's got a yes. triple-double. Yes. Luka, 29-10-10 and 10 at halftime. Hmm. No one in the history of the NBA had a 25-point or more triple-double in the first half. He did it with six threes. He ends up with 40 Eleven and ten in three quarters. He moves past Larry Bird to number nine on the all-time triple-double list. He did it all while wearing a headband. And, Bobby, you were loving the Utah Jazz defense last night. That was the audio from Bally. They're pretty terrible.
5: They're, they are pretty terrible, that Utah Jazz defense. We were sitting there uh, watching the, the game. We, we had done the Cowboys hour last night. Well, And then Kristen <laughs> and I went, and uh, we were just like driving home. She's like, do you want to go home yet, or do you want to stop somewhere? So I was like, all right, we'll stop at Chili's real quick and like get a quick drink. So we were getting a drink, and we were watching uh, the rest of the game up there, and it was just unreal how awful that defense is for Utah. They they just like look totally disinterested, and then when Luca likes to flex on him a little bit, then they get super you know whiny and start trying to fight. And Colin Sexton starts pitching a fit, but man, he is Luca is playing at such a high level right now. And when you see the offense. Clicking into place like that—that's the the type of positivity Jason Kidd wants
3: us to write about. That's what he wants to hear. about. <laughs> what are we noticing about Luca's game
4: uh, that's different slash improved, if anything? I mean, I don't know. He's—I mean, he's improved on. It. I, I guess players generally like to say they improve on one thing every single year. I don't feel like he's some different, unique conditioning that he's in. Does anyone feel that? Does anyone feel that was the I mean, that? He looks lean. He looks a little leaner. He
5: does look leaner. That was the thing I was gonna say. I don't know if I've noticed, like, oh yeah, it's really showing up in the way he's running up and down the right. court or anything. But yeah. he looks to he to me, he looks like he is in better shape this year.
3: The biggest difference in the numbers, uh, the one that jumps out to me is the three point shooting percentage. Uh, it's a five point increase from his career. He's a career thirty-four percent three point shooter. He's shooting thirty-nine percent this year. The field goal percentage is the same as last year, 49%. Uh, he's actually shooting two more threes a game. The free throw percentage is 76%. It's been 74%. The rebounds are the same. The assists are the same. And the turnovers are the same. So, Lucas actually scoring like a point less than last year. But the three-point shooting is the biggest thing that jumps out. The Mavs every single commentator that's associated with them I've been talking about they want to play faster they are playing faster and man it is also a treat to watch Kyrie glide through the air I was getting ready to come up with a mm. with a with a with a Drexler gif last night um although Kyrie can't throw it down but the way he glides through the air like
4: that that's that's some, that's some Portland Clyde man uh because this guy he's he's sweet he really is unfortunately Seventy-eight percent of the people watching last night's game have no idea who Clyde Drexler is. You think we are way past? That's
5: Chris Arnold's best friend. Chris Chris has him on almost once a week. It feels like so for real. I mean, he's had him on. He, he Clyde usually comes on the station about six times a year with Chris.
3: Pepe, do you know Clyde Drexler? Yes,
5: yes.
7: Portland Trailblazers. Great. Yeah, we just said that. Okay. Um, Houston, I believe was he on Houston? Good yes, job. He was. Good job. Right, maybe the Rockets thing.
5: Who is his college team?
3: Houston, wasn't it?
4: Yeah. It Whoa. Was. Very good. That's what he was talking Five about. He went to the Rockets. Correct, I believe. Five Slime jamma. Yeah. <laughs> jamma. Listen to this.
3: Because <laughs> he watched some Five Slime Jamma thing. I did. I did. He did. He watched the, uh, the 30 for 30. <laughs> I oh, thought Babe Laufenberg was up feeding you answers already, but then I'm like, yeah, it's 8 30. Uh, that's Babe's wake up time. I
5: think it's important to point out, too, like when you talk about the efficiency and the level that he's playing at. So, and, and the fact that they are playing with a lot more speed and they are getting off, you know, more shots and things that they're doing. So, when you see the turnover numbers and it's like, well, the turnover numbers look flat, per 100 possessions, because of the amount they're playing, he's down yes. almost a turnover, uh, you know, uh, one turnover in the per 100 possessions. He's playing a lot more efficiently. The effort on defense, you'd still like to see a little bit more. He does the Olay from time to time, but, I mean, you're going to live with that when his offensive rating is 121.
3: If I asked you which one is more likely to win their MVP award this season, Luka Doncic or Dak Prescott, you would answer back with who? Uh, Keep in mind, as we said to start off the show, the Mavs are fourth in the West, so standing will play a role in that like it does in every sport, unless statistically you're just so much better than everyone else. Here are the odds for the MVPs from sports betting ag. Regular season favorite right now, because we have, of course, the in-season tournament MVP. Mm-hmm. Regular oh, yeah. season MVP, Jokers plus 140. Wow. Luca's next at plus 550. And then Embiid, who dropped 50 last night, is plus 800. So, you got like 300 points separating one, two, three with Joker in the lead. MVP in the National Football League. Dak Prescott is barely edging out Dak, uh, Brock Purdy. Plus 225 versus plus 250. Then it drops to Hertz at plus 600. So, which one do you think? And you can answer both if you'd like. Which one do you think has the better shot to win MVP?
5: I, do, I think it's pretty close, but I would probably lean towards dak just because like for instance i think this weekend i mean of- we'll we'll talk a little bit more about this obviously and really preview it tomorrow but like i think i think dallas handles philly this weekend and because of that like i think that that big primetime game they're even with each other this is going to be potentially a separating game for him you're not necessarily going to get those same opportunities like lucas not going to get the same opportunity to separate i don't feel like in a big stage like this so I would lean towards Dak because there also feels like there's a little bit of Jokic remorse from from last year in terms of just mm-hmm. the way that, you know, he goes on that run. Denver goes on that run. And a lot of people, Michael, complain about it all the time when when you start basing on the MVP discussion from last year. So I do think that there's a little bit of like, yeah, Jokic was his best last year, and yet we kind of took it from him because we felt like we just needed to spread it around.
4: Yeah, it's Dak um, for a lot of reasons. One, we're we're, you know... Farther end. further into the season. We're seventy percent into the season. Um yep. so that, that that plays a role. Uh and also Dak and 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 the MVP is basically down to a two and a half horse race. It's Dak and Purdy with a little bit of Jalen Hurts thrown in there. Whereas the MB uh with the NBA, and
3: schedule though, you gotta factor in Dak's upcoming right. schedule he, too.
4: But yes, I think but that cupcakes the up- are gone. Cupcakes are gone, but I think the upcoming schedule presents more of an opportunity for him to win the MVP. Because if he plays well in those games, like that's, man, that pops, that pops more. Now it's also a chance to lose it. Yeah, greater chance either way, bigger swing. The NBA, it would not stun me. You know, you get a great month from Giannis. He's in. You get a great month from uh, you know Embiid, Joker. There's there's too many guys that are still uh, that could still I think win it.
5: By the way, the uh, we're obviously ten days out. Ten day forecasts aren't always the most you know accurate. But after this Philly game, when they go on the road to Buffalo. Dak's going to have to be fighting for his MVP case in 33-degree weather with snow showers in Buffalo right now is the forecast. Are for we, we going with
4: the 10-day uh, forecast here? we Are we going to buy that?
5: I'm just throwing out that it clear, even if it's not that, it's Buffalo in December, Buffalo, and that's going to be tough to play you in. Are you going
3: there for that road trip?
5: Uh, I don't believe so. I don't think that's happening.
3: Have you ever been to Buffalo?
5: No. No. I've had their fantastic chicken wings, but I've never been to Buffalo. Well, then have you had them? Because I mean everybody makes buffalo wings. It's like I've had a cheesesteak. Oh. I've, I've I've had taste go of Duff, Philly. You go to everybody.
3: duffs in Southlake. Oh man, I've been wanting to go there. Great. Is it? It's What's
4: different about it? They're big. They're big. There's uh, something there. They got mm-hmm. a million flavors. Just the they're really, really big. They're super crispy. Oh. And they're not like really f- deep fried. They're just like it's fantastic. So like, the
3: sa- the buffalo sauce is different?
4: Uh, it's really good. Yeah. They got a ton of it. They got like a bunch of different kinds yeah we really, we really like it i i did when the schedule came
5: out i texted joe trahan at the cowboys and i was like buffalo in december i was like i think i'm gonna have the flu that weekend i have <laughs> i don't have a ton of interest in going to a crappy small yeah exactly appendicit- buffalo, maybe that's what mike's trying to get out of
4: <laughs> buffalo is a lot like milwaukee and pittsburgh it's just like a lot of fun it, but it's not a place that would go in the winter time but in the summertime it's fun a lot of beer a lot of patios just sit on like it's it's a it's great for like three months Back not to- even two months Back
3: to Cowboys, Eagles. How has the line and the spread, by the way, moved this week?
4: Uh, it's it's. Ba- look, it started with the Cowboys uh, as a favorite anyway. Yep. Uh, last I checked, I have it. it. Is can guess if you want three and a half Cowboys, three and a half. Yeah, three and a half. And it was at two and a half earlier in the week, so it's bumped up a little bit. Jason, I, go ahead. I the I, I think this is a. Uh, I, I've already I've already bet this, I've I've already bet the Cowboys in this one. This well, is go this
3: ahead. Bet. You and Bobby sound confident.
4: Um, it's not so much anything other than, look, these teams, we knew they were going to split anyway. We always assumed they were going to split. And then going to the schedule, the way teams play the week after they play San Francisco, that adds another wrinkle. Uh, Since, since, uh, what, the last three years, no team has won a division road game the week after they played the Niners.
5: Yeah, I mean, you're coming off not only the 49ers, but Dallas is coming off 10 days rest. Yes, too. And that was a wild stat I heard from Eskin yesterday. I didn't know that was the case, that they're three weeks in a row playing teams that are coming off 10 days rest. Jason
3: Kelsey was on his brother podcast, New Heights, and he was asked about all this talk. Over Roger Goodell supposedly wanting to ban the
2: tush push. Listen, ban it. I really, at this point, I don't care. I'm over (laughs) the discussion about it. To be fair, it would just be banning, like, the push in the back. Everybody would still be able to
4: run the QB sneak, I think.
2: Well, that's where I'm kind of like, you know, whatever. We were really good at running quarterback sneak before we did the push. I don't think that it's a necessary part for it. It certainly helps. There's no question about it. I don't have the energy to care about whether it gets banned or not. We're going to run it right now because we're good at it, and it's effective, and whatever they do next season, we'll figure out a way to do something at a high level and make it effective. I don't know. I mean, if it's for a health reason, I don't think a lot of guys get injured on it, so I don't think that's a good reason. If it's for an unfair advantage, we've already seen other teams do it at not as good of a success level, so I don't know that it's that big of a competitive advantage. If they do ban the brotherly shove, there'll be a good reason behind it that the commissioner wants to get done. Whether people agree with it or not, it is what it is, and we move forward. We were 36 for 38 running quarterback sneaks before the push. Shout out to Baldy. Baldy breakdowns. The tush push gets a lot of the hype ever since Jeff Statlin's been here. We've been pretty darn efficient on quarterback sneaks. Just around the 92% mark, uh, if I don't say so myself.
3: I hate that this guy's on Philadelphia. I really hate it because I, I, I've I like him. I know. He's hard not to like. I like him so much. He's genuine. He's blunt. Yep. He doesn't look like he should be a possible future Hall of Fame center. Uh, he's just he's great sings, eyebrows. He wears the sweaters. He's just a likable, likable dude. Uh, but there he is talking about the tush push. And he was also asked about the Dre Greenlaw Big Dom scuffle because the National Football League yesterday sent out a memo, Choppy, Reminding teams, make sure your game day staff understands that their roles do not extend to being involved with game day altercations. They must refrain from such involvements. And apparently Greenlaw and Big Dom, the Eagles security dude, kind of made good afterwards. Eskin yesterday was laughing about it. He does the Eagles sidelines. And here's Jason Kelsey saying
2: it happens all the time. I don't think it was that chippy. I really don't. I think the... Guys are playing hard, Greenlaw is playing hard. Shed she me for a does. block early. Yeah, does. he's a good player. Like, listen, like he's a good player for Good. Player. They have great players on their defense. I don't even think what Greenlaw did on the sideline was that, like it was a personal foul, but it's like one of those ones where it's like, listen, he's on the sideline, he's trying to make a play and he's playing hard. I didn't think that it was that chippy. And I don't think Dom meant anything. He was just trying to separate the two in the instance. Like Dom is not the first person, a, a coach, strength coach, uh, staff member has separated people on a sideline who are getting in each other's faces. I think you don't want, nobody wanted anything to happen. Right. And I don't think that I know Dom and I trust that what he was trying to do was just diffuse the situation. You know, when you're, when people are on the sidelines, people getting together, you, people try and separate them. I don't think it's a huge deal either way.
3: So this whole thing has been split down the middle, like me versus you. You have Nick Eatman, Kelsey, Eskin, it's not really split. It's Roger Goodell and the league on my side, and all those other people on your side.
4: Yeah, I mean, and look, and I think Goodell had to say that because that's I, at the end of the day, you don't want anybody getting involved um, yeah, at all. Like, but we've seen, you know, coaches or strength coaches, really, they're the ones that have the muscle that get involved there. Uh, that could just just break people apart. Um, it's weird. Like Sirianni is now saying, like, well, he can't be out there. He can't be a part of that. And Shanahan's saying, like, well, you know, I've I've watched the film and. It really, it really wasn't that big a deal, and I think it got overblown what he did. It's like, wait, hang on a second. Now, both of you guys were completely opposite on Sunday night. A tolo has decided to have me
3: Venmo him $30 as he took the Neymar soccer relationship mm. challenge and recorded it. Are we going to be responsible for a divorce in the Metroplex? Next in the Payload.
6: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. CTmobile.com.
7: Okay, am I hearing this right? The Morning Show is letting Peyton Russell have his own segment? I just don't get it. We've
6: known Peyton for years. He's horrible on the mic. I mean, gathering the foreigners, this is going to be a
7: train wreck.
0: Daddy does work work, and Peyton just does board hopping.
7: That is right, guys. It is Thursday, 640, which means it's time for a little payload, and we have to jump right into it because Sean Sharif challenged the Tolos yesterday after we discussed the Neymar cheating contract. Is that right? And he put a dollar amount on there, and the Tolos came running, as they usually do. We discussed the Neymar girlfriend-slash-wife contract, where he's allowed, since he's so famous, he's allowed to cheat on his wife but it has to be a certain way, correct? If he hooks up with a girl, it has to he has to use protection. Yes. No kissing. Yes. And it cannot leak out to anyone, correct? Exactly right. So Sean And he screwed it up. He did. He did. He messed up Brazilian
3: uh, OnlyFans. Now he's
7: uh, he's got no girl because we all have girls here except for him. So <laughs> 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 these no, he, random flexes <laughs> yeah. are so funny. I know. Five weeks in I can say whatever I want now. Um so this is Tolo Aaron. He heard the segment and he's because Sean said Tolos, I'll put 60 bucks on the line, right? It was $60. 30. Was 70 oh, 30 right. a person. <laughs> okay. I think 30, it was 100 <laughs> I, That's why I thought you brought, us guilted, was out, you brought right? us guilted you into going up to 100 <laughs> I know. 30 a person. Okay, $30 to Tolo Aaron because he asked his wife if he was allowed to, if he was super famous, if he could cheat on his current wife, if the roles were the exact same. And, uh, yeah, this I,
3: is, I said thirty dollars to put your marriage and your relationship in jeopardy by proposing the Neymar social contract. Good so, value, good deal.
7: So Aaron has the phone off to the side. He's doing this all—you know—he's not setting anything up. He's just asking her straight questions, and uh, it might have backfired just a little bit. It made me think to ask you: We've been married. What we're going on? What? How many years now? Nine, 10, 12, 13, 14? Like it feels forever. <laughs> this. If I was famous, year is
1: nine years. No, if I was famous. Not, no. If I'm I was, let me no. listen. I don't care what you say. The answer is no.
7: If I was famous, and I wore a condom,
6: no,
7: and I didn't kiss her. No, would you allow me? To no.
2: Ask? Why? No. Would you allow me?
7: Of course not.
2: Exactly. I'm famous, not you. <laughs> I meant if
3: the
1: rules were reversed, do that.
7: You couldn't share me.
1: Sure, baby. Go for it.
7: Dip your what happens if I do? <laughs> if I was famous, though, not now. I'll mm.
6: thank
7: you for everything you have. You would? Mm-hmm. Okay. Then your famousness would not be so helpful. All right. Well, then I will not. Uh, you won't be doing I, that? I won't be doing that. Well done, Aaron. Well <laughs> yeah, done. So it, got a little, so, yeah. it got a little feisty there at the end, but I, I applaud him for his work.
3: First, he's like, what, 10, 11, 13, 14? She's like, nine. He's like, nine. it's felt like forever. And then the tone definitely changed a little bit at the end. Send me his info. Send me his info, uh, social media, or whatever you got, Pepe. I,
5: well done. I'm bailing at sure, babe. As soon as I heard that, I'd be sure like, right. I was like, this is a joke. We you can cut it sure off. We're done. Say
7: it's all a joke. And great job. You, great execution. And he's awesome. listening right now. Told Aaron, he's, he's t- DM me on Twitter. He's like, that yeah, was great stuff. Love well you, Pepe. Yep. So great job, Aaron, for coming Send
4: through. Send me your Venmo, question. brother. Real quick, uh, real quick. truckwreck.com text saying asking the question, is it cheating if it's allowed? No. How can it be cheating if it's allowed? Well, I mean, you're engaging in a... Rela- not a relationship, but some kind of extramarital or some kind of extramarital affair. Yeah. Is that not cheating, regardless of whether it's allowed or not?
3: One of the dumbest questions you've ever relayed off the text. I, I mean... It's yeah. like, like the owner of the store saying, come here and come take this out of the case. Diamond Direct goes... Come in here. Get this. Get this five thousand dollar necklace out of the case. It's yours. I take it. I walk out. That's not stealing.
5: I, I don't think it's. I, I don't think you can say. Well, is it, isn't it still cheating if he was given permission? I think the more nuanced question is: Is it cheating if he just broke her specifics? Like, 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 if she said you can do it this way, but not this way. Yeah. Like she's saying this wouldn't be cheating, but this would be. That would be more what it is. Or she just a violation of the
3: code. He violated the code. He messed it up. He had the hall passes, and he screwed it up with the Brazilian OnlyFans. Well done, Aaron. Hit me up. I got your Venmo. And I believe the bet is
7: still on, right? Is this the, You didn't put an ending date on this. They could, Tolos could continue to send me stuff, correct? What is your what,
3: problem? What is he doing? Now, I'm like the only one who gives run, you any praise around Sean's here money. and any credit. You're just sitting here trying to bleed me dry. Yes, if anyone this morning records one, and we execute it and play it by the end of today's show, because tomorrow, a lot going on. Wiley, Firehouse. I will Venmo you as well. If Send that to get- Lucius too, Peyton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got it.
7: Got it. Got to do that. Just set so. up a live
3: fan cam in his house.
7: <laughs> so we go from marriage to first dates. We've talked a lot of dating on the payload. Oh, this, this is
3: ETX Aaron. This is ETX Aaron. Oh, this is Aaron. He's a, he's
7: a big time Tolo. Big time. A, Always top, tweet and stuff a top
3: seed Tolo.
7: So we go from marriage to first dates. Now, gentlemen, do you guys all remember the first date you had with your significant other? Yep. you remember like yep. you know, not maybe maybe conversation for conversation. I know it's been a while, Bobby. You know, you've been married with Kristen for what 20, 25 years now. <laughs> it's been so nine. It, it It's been a while. You're but like do you, Jerry
4: with the was it fifth year sixth <laughs> year?
7: But do you remember like the the scene? Do you remember what you guys ordered? Did you order food? Was it just drinks? Do you oh, remember yeah. a lot of that? I, I remember yeah.
5: complete specifics, and I remember she told me later she's like you were really off putting when we went to a movie afterwards. So she's like you wouldn't stop complaining.
4: Wow, mm-hmm.
5: which I didn't. I was I was being.
7: Because on my first day with McKenzie, I had bought, you know, queso. I learned my lesson, RJ. We had bought go. queso, but she didn't eat a lot of it. She just had a few chips. And I was like, oh no, is she just was queso not the right move. Is mm. she not hungry? You know, she 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 had the drinks. That was fine, multiple. But so this is Shannon Sharp and Chad Ocho Cinco on their podcast Nightcap. And they're saying that, ladies, it's okay if you clean the bowl. You can lick the bowl clean. Like we're not gonna judge you on the first date. Mm. And then Ocho Cinco took a little turn with it. Ocho, I don't know if you saw this today. There is a
4: picture going viral of a date finishing off her entire plate. That's what I'm talking about. Be yourself. I don't want to meet your representative. Eat it all, baby. I ain't judging you.
7: Yeah, hey, matter of fact, if you, if you get ribs and you get dirty, you know how to, the ribs be up under your nails? Yeah, yeah. Take, take your finger. Take with all the ribs and, and stuff on it. And the barbecue sauce, man, put it in his mouth <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> on the first
3: date. Yeah, man. <laughs> no, whoa, whoa, whoa,
6: yeah. Ocho. Now see, now you speed now. Yeah. We're in the night. We're in the school zone. No, I'm, I'm not speeding.
4: I'm not speeding. I got my seatbelt on. Come on, Ojo. Come on, Ojo. We gotta build up to that. That's like, that's like six months in. Six months. Ocho, I'm gonna do one of you. I'm gonna pull you. You licking fingers on the first night?
7: Now I want to go around the room. Sean, we'll start with you. First date, Amanda has barbecue sauce on her fingers she sticks it in your mouth what do you what are you doing is it over after that uh, or do you do you say do you start cussing her out you know what do you do
3: (laughs) i think yesterday we were talking about losing respect for them like i would try to sleep with her the first night and then (laughs) i would not i would not hit her back i think i would lose respect the more important question to me the great topic is uh her finishing her entire plate on the first date whether that's Allowed for the ladies. And I was trying to think of what food would be off putting where I'm watching. It's kind of like the Jerry Seinfeld Man Hands where he's looking at her like, oh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> what food could she eat and polish off to where you're like, I wasn't expecting you to she uh, polish off
4: ex- a full pizza, full large pizza by herself. Yeah. On the first date. I mean that's not even I mean I would still be I mean it wouldn't bother me, but it'd be like, Holy cow. Yeah. No, I, I, like but- she finishes a salad, that's fine. Uh, because girls are gonna eat
3: less too on the first date, uh, you know, appetizer, whatever. But I'm trying to think of like a big hearty meal that she takes, to, like every bite of the steak, a full like rack a, of ribs, a full <laughs> rack, <laughs> cleaning <laughs> the bones. And
5: that's that, like, like I mean, look, if you're hungry, eat. Like I don't, I don't want to deprive you, of it, but yeah. like just the visual of first date, like pulling the oh, meat no, off that, like it's you can't. it's no. too much. You
3: can't eat ribs on the first date, uh, but I'm just trying to think of like the the quantity. You know, because I always tell a man, I'm like, uh, I think she knew I was the one. She said, oh, we're getting an appetizer in the full bottle of wine. It wasn't a carafe. It wasn't a half carafe. Uh, was and, it cameous? Uh It was not Camus. <laughs> Hell no, it was not <laughs> Camus. I wish. But I'm trying to think, like, if she took down a whole fettuccine Alfredo, you know. It's, it's whole, a hearty meal. Hearty it's meal, a hearty meal. A whole one on the first date, I might have been like, oh. Okay. Damn, I mean, girl. Yeah, yeah, damn, girl. Exactly. I, I would assume. <laughs> I want that as a drop. Like, assume. what if McKenzie had a whole chimichanga,
4: like, you know, like a, a, big, a big dog burrito? So, wow, well, no
3: dessert for you. Uh,
4: uh, <laughs> I, would, uh, I would assume if she ate an entire an entire large pizza or something like that, that nothing is going to happen that night. Yeah, well, she's it's, not ordering a large pizza. No, that be. By herself. That right. is. But I would, I would assume nothing's happening that night because it'd be just too bloated. But if Sarah had taken her, you know, barbecue sauce fingers and shoved them in my face on the first night, I am washing that down with a blue chew because I know that she is down for anything <laughs> yep. at that point. You dropped that would have turns you on. I would have proposed it right there. I wouldn't necessarily have turned me on. I would just know I'm like, oh, she is down for anything tonight. <laughs> Payload continuing right
3: here Thursdays on 1053 the fan. So
7: text in 877 to the uh the boyfriends and husbands out there if your significant other did this or oh, if they cleaned their plate
3: you know completely dry. Polished off an take- impressive meal. What was it? I'm trying to think. Like a, like Amanda's favorite is like crab legs, like um like Jameis. Uh what is yes. I'm trying to think. Shell Shack. Ooh. Like I we're not going to Shell Shack on the first date. And if she's just like. Breaking into it and (laughs) licking all the, the kitchen sink sauce and, you know, taking down everything. No. That's not happening.
7: Because I'm thinking, like, you know, with me, a big pasta guy, If it, does it bother you if they're like, you know, because you know how you have leftover sauce on the bowl, if they're, like, clinging their spoon up against to get all the sauce? Yes. It's like once the noodles and meat are gone, you, you yeah. got to let it go, that right? That would yeah. on the first date. <laughs> you got dip the, the bread. First.
3: You got to dip the bread then at that point. No one's licking their plate clean, I don't think, on the first date. Last one here before we go.
7: It's a restaurant violation for, for my girlfriend, Mackenzie. But if you see couples sitting in the same side booth, in yes. a restaurant, is it? A, do you start judging them immediately? Do you, yes. is that against the the relationship code?
3: Yes, violation.
7: Can't do it, right? You got to be opposite. Yeah.
3: Trying too hard. It's like those that uh, they force hold-handing in public. I always make fun of those people. They're not going to last either, you know. And, and their arm, it's like it's like you know their arm is getting tired. The full extension, like holding. <laughs> there was a guy that we used to work with who did this, and I just make fun of it and mock it, and uh, predictably they didn't last. Uh, but just holding out like you're doing an arm exercise, like to show your love in public. Lame.
5: The, the only acceptable sitting side by side would be those circular booths,
3: because then that's a little yeah, awkward to sit across
5: from. So I it, love
3: a good booth. Yeah. Love a great yeah, booth. I, I like
4: a good booth, too, but... feel very Magianozy. It, it's It's acceptable if there's a game on that you're watching. Yeah, of course. That's it. TV view. TV view. That's that's the acceptable aspect of it. Yeah. Um, Sarah always goes for the booth side. Sometimes you have a half booth, half chair.
7: Half booth. You know what I mean? Chair. Like you, you gotta, gotta go the, booth, right? I mean, the, I the prefer porch. the booth. Yeah. She
4: always takes. She always walks in first, takes the booth, and I want the booth. But it's like you know, I gotta have my back because I can't have my back. I agree to the, to the 100%, people. Yeah. but you're protective. You know, you gotta protect I, but but she always takes the back side. so yeah. I've gotta go. I've gotta I've gotta have my wild bill. How does this blockbuster affect the Rangers
3: in the American League? If at all, we got to hang with you tomorrow for the final Sean and RJ Firehouse Tour. Find out how to hang out with G-Bag today. And Ross Tucker from Filthy previewing the Eagles. It's all next in the 7 o'clock expressway and hour right here on The Fan.
6: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news...